Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Tuesday, March the 23rd. And this week, down goes the king. Down goes the king. And Deshaun doing dirt may be done in the NFL. But first, brackets busted all down on the flow. Down on the flow. We got a lot to cover this week, so sit back and relax. I'll see you on the other side. Let's start here. Let's start here. Let's talk about March Madness. March Madness is being really mad right now. and Some brackets being busted all over the place. We're going to start with the women's first. But before we get into the games, we got to talk about the disparity, the, 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 the sexism that took place when it came to the women's facility and their amenities versus the men's, where the men had the state-of-the-art equipment and the women had a weight rack and yoga mats. Really? As if the men even have time to really work out at this period of time in the bubble and as if women don't work out at all. When are we gonna stop treating these women, these women athletes as second-class citizens? <laughs> we, we act as if you know, the games are not important. I even had people online when I did the women's brackets making jokes and talking about how they need to go back into the kitchen. Oh, yeah, we have the we got the, the the sandwich making bracket. I'm like, those jokes to me aren't funny. I think anyone who has a daughter would know that's just not funny. Anyone who's a fan of Kobe Bean Bryant would know it's not funny because those women he coaches when Gigi was out there hooping and, and balling, she was he even said it. He said she's far beyond me at her age. What we lost in Gianna Bryant will never truly really know. Because from the tapes, when you saw she's 10 years old at the time on those tapes, she was 13 when she passed. She was better than a lot of college players. UNESCO was the number one pick a year ago. Yeah. She, Gigi was putting works on her. So don't sleep. And when you watch the women college basketball play, to make it seem as if they didn't have the funding, they didn't have this. No, the women's game is just as exciting as the men's game in college, if you pay attention to it. The way they play, the way they do the step-back three-pointers is like watching Dame and Steph Curry. They're they're more accurate from three than the men are. Pay attention. They're more accurate at the free-throw line than the men are. The men are just barely starting to catch up with the shooting the ball because of the fact that they watch Steph and Clay. But the women's game has been like that for quite some time. You guys are just not paying attention. So there's no excuse for doing it. It has nothing. It's nothing but sexism. It's nothing but that. And and there are a minority in this country as well. Because just like I said in shows before, women in this country cannot even vote a hundred years after the men could. And when I say that, I'm not speaking of the minorities because we all know that they weren't even considered human at the time. I'm talking about the white women in this country were not even able to vote. So you see how that type of thinking is still resonating today. The fact they thought they can do that and get away with it, which they've probably been doing it all this time. And it wasn't just the facilities. It was also the food. The men have better class food at this tourney than the women do. And don't don't let you be a, a, a female athlete who has a child because they count them as one of your members as well. Listen, there's so many different things and, and, and the disparity is, is just crazy. It's just crazy. And um, hopefully they change that and get past all that sexism so moving right along the women's game started on march 21st and 22nd and um we only had a few upsets in the first round we had um right state upsetting arkansas 13 the 13th seed over the fourth seed moving on to the round of 32 winning 66 to 62 and in the lower brackets in the other region over there in the Mer mercado mercado region Gonzaga, the Gonzaga women, not like the Gonzaga men, because they got upset by Belmont, the 12th seed over the 5th seed, 64 to 59, moving on to round of 32, which continues tonight. And finally, Rutgers, 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 Rutgers. Rutgers was upset by BYU, BYU the 11th seed, beating Rutgers the 6th seed, moving on to round of 32. So that's what happened there. But I do want to highlight one more thing. It wasn't an upset, but it should have been. And that was Texas A&M, the second seed versus Troy, the 15th seed. A lot of bad calls late. They call, They did not call a, um, a, a blocking call, and they should have. They called charging against Troy. 
It was a back, bad call, bad call. If you watch the tape, go back and Google it. And also in the finding in the waning moments when they were doing an inbound pass and they're passing the ball in and it was almost stolen. But then the Texas A&M player tapped the ball twice on one side and knocked it to the other side of court and they did not call they did not call back court, which should have been a turnover. Troy could have came down and tied the game and potentially win the game, but they did not call it. They called the foul, shot the two free throws, and they lost by four, 84 to 80. So Texas A&M better tighten up because Iowa State is waiting for them in the next round. Now, moving right along to the men's bracket. To the men's bracket, we have some breakers. We have some breakers down, broke it down, broke it down. In the men's bracket, in the first round, in the West region, Virginia, the fourth seed, was upset by Ohio, the the 13th seed, 62 to 58. And then also in the East region, BYU was upset by UCLA, who did actually had to do a play-in just to get to that position. So they were on a two-game win streak into that one, 73 to 62. They didn't even win their conference championship. We'll get to that in a moment. Lower down, we had Texas, the third seed, over um, Abilene Christian, who beat them by one point, squeaked right by him, 53 to 52. And then UConn was upset by Maryland, 63 to 54. In the South region, Wisconsin upset North Carolina, 85 to 62. That was eight versus nine. And four versus 13, Purdue versus North Texas. North Texas beats Purdue, 78 to 69. Lower and lower part of that South region, we had Ohio State versus Oral Roberts. That was the big one. Everyone was talking about Oral Roberts, the 15 seed versus the two seed. Oral Roberts wins 75 to 72. And then in the Midwest region, Oregon State, another Pac-12, upset fifth seed Tennessee 70 to 56 in a blowout in a rout. And then lower down here, Syracuse, the 11 seed upstate, upset San Diego State 78 to 62. And then finally, Rutgers. Rutgers in there. That's not the women's, it's the men. Rutgers upset Clemson 60 to 56. And down in round 32, the upsets just kept on coming as USC, USC blew out Kansas 85 to 51. 34 points. Good lord, that's a lot of points. USC fighting on, fighting on. And then Oregon. Another Pac-12 team upset Iowa's second seed Iowa 95 to 80. Pac-12 is just putting a beat down on everybody. And it continues down. Because as UCLA fight, 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 UCLA beat down an Abilene Christian. It's like they shouldn't even been there. 67 to 47. Blowed out by 20. So you got USC beating Kansas by 34. You got Oregon beating Iowa by, by 15. Then you have UCLA beating Abilene Christian by 30. I mean by 20. <laughs> Pac-12, baby. Pac-12. Moving right along to the South Division. In the South Conference, I'm sorry. You have Florida get upset by Oral Roberts. Again, 84 to 78. Can you believe it? Do you believe in miracles? Cinderella keeps on pushing. Then we have Illinois. Illinois is upset by Loyal. Chicago, Loyola, Chicago, and people, a lot of people say it's not really an upset. You got Sister Mabadeen, Maverdeen, whatever her name is, that old lady's 103. Give them those good old vibes. They say it was just all about seating. We'll get back get to that in a moment. They upset Illinois 71 to 80 to 58. That's the number one seed falling down. Further down in the Midwest, Oregon State versus Oklahoma. Oregon State, a 12th seed. They upset Tennessee in the first round. Now they upset Oklahoma, blowing up your bracket, 80 to 70. Another Pac-12. And then finally in the Midwest, we had Syracuse being upset by, I'm sorry, Syracuse upsetting West Virginia. Syracuse, the 11th seed, upsetting West Virginia. That's two upsets in a row, 75 to 72. So many things to unpack there. So many things to unpack. With first and foremost, the Big Ten. The Big Ten just melting down and just blowing up all together. The Big Ten had eight teams in it. And after two rounds, only one remains. Wow. Eight in, seven out after two rounds. That's crazy. Pac-12 has four teams, most of any conference. 
It's the first time since 2001 that the Pac-12 has done is four teams still remaining in the Sweet 16. And this is the third time ever that four double-digit teams have made it to the Sweet 16. It is crazy. It is crazy what's going on in the NCAA right now. If, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it whatsoever. Do you believe in miracles? I know I do. We're going to take a short break. I'll see you back in a little bit. We're going to cover the NBA, my calls from last week, and also what's going on, what's going on down in Houston. Be right back. You're listening to The Time Is Now. This show is brought to you by Pure Diamond Auto. With Pure Diamond Auto, they take the dirt out of the car business and make it pure. Pure Diamond Auto has a team of former finance and sales managers who can guide you through all the tricks of the trade. Go to www.purediamondautola.com today and use promo code TIME for a free consultation. That's promo code TIME. That's purediamondautola.com. What can I say? I love PDA. All right. You know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday. So let's go. The dead man, The Undertaker, is turning 56 this week. And Uncle Drew, Kyrie Irving, is turning 29. Danica Patrick is turning 39. And Moses Malone is turning 66. John Stockton is turning 59. And Derek Carr from My Raiders is turning 30. And Jason Kidd is turning 58. And she's the real Chef Curry. Aisha Curry is turning 32. And Vince Vaughn is turning 51. Gordon Hayward is turning 31. And T Grizzly, the rapper, is turning 27. Chris Bosch is turning 37. And you like them from WandaVision and Fresh Off the Boat. Randall Park is turning 47. And Kyle Lowry is turning 35. And Shaka, Shaka, Shaka Khan. It's turning 68. Rick Berry's turning 77. And Mike Will made it. It's turning 32. Walt Frazier's turning 76. And Peyton Manning is turning 45. And WWE Diva Lacey Evans is turning 31. And one time at fan camp, Allison Hannigan is turning 47. And Big Sean's turning 33. And Elton John's turning 74. And Mariah Carey's turning 51. And one half of Chloe and Haley, Haley Bailey, is going to be all grown and turning 21. And Cake Plus 8, Cake Gossip is turning 46. And Fergie's turning 46 as well. R&B sensation Erica Bellinger is turning 35. And Lady Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga is turning 35. And Reba McIntyre is turning 66. And she wants you to save her the last dance. That's Julia Stiles. She's turning 40. And we have some honorable mentions. This week, the legendary Harry Houdini. Would have been 174 this week, passed away in 1926. And all she wanted was the little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Rest in peace, Aretha Franklin, passed away in 2015, would have been 79 this week. That's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Time Is Now. Um, before we get into some NBA action, i got to touch on this subject. Uh, I'll be remiss if I didn't talk about this, guys. So let's get into it. Deshaun Watson has another, another woman has come forward and saying that she also received some inappropriate activities during a, a massage session. So um, it's it's just it's just crazy. So 13. So now this is the, this is the thing that really got my attention, that she came forward in March 5th, March 5th. Now this is a month after she said this occurred. I'm sorry, on March 5th. So she said this, this, this allegation is coming from something that happened in March 5th. Now, if you follow the story, you know that they were notified. His camp was notified back in February about women coming forward, several women coming forward. And then, so if you do that, you're thinking a month later after knowing and already starting to put on Twitter that these things are not happening or they're not true or what have you. And then he still went back and did it again in March. 
either we're dealing with someone with a, a serial sex fiend or I mean someone of the likes of Bill Cosby or something else is afoot and I'm not not here to slander I'm not here to call any woman whatever but the thing is we have so many cases where that's the case and it's usually of people who are of note people who have money they signed that big contract one of the biggest contracts out there and then this happens and this happens when he makes a big fuss that he wants to leave town he wants to leave town and people some people have said how does it benefit the organization sometimes you ever heard that saying if i can't have you no one will hmm. i don't know it just seems odd and then the fact that it's coming up in civil suits and there's no there's no uh, criminal acts they're, they're almost filing filing any cases because people like this uh, if this is a sexual predator wouldn't you not want him behind bars or is, why is everyone just trying to get a check it's just something that i've noticed and it just doesn't sit right with me on that so whatever you think you, uh, you send me a link you guys can comment to the show we can talk about it another time as this story is not going anywhere it's going to continue to roll on let's talk some nba talk now i'm going to go into my picks from last week let's see how i did last week i said tuesday utah versus boston i called utah on that one on the road and i was right utah wins that one then i said atlanta versus houston i thought houston was finally going to get off the snide and, and get one in there against atlanta at home i was wrong houston went down new orleans versus portland i picked new orleans in that one i was wrong new orleans got beat down by portland wednesday had the clippers versus the mavericks the Mavericks are at home. Mavericks are pretty dangerous at home. The Clippers are very inconsistent. A hard team to pick. I was wrong. Clippers lost to Dallas. Next, Milwaukee versus the 76ers. I knew no MB, no problem. As Milwaukee went ahead and edged out the 76ers. And, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo takes that seat on the court. And you had Dwight Howard want to do that stone cold stunner on him. thought that was really entertaining. Thursday, Charlotte versus the Lakers. Um, the Hornets versus the Lakers. I called the Lakers going to win that game, and they did. That was an easy one to pick. Then next, later, Utah versus D.C. I wanted to call D.C. at home because they've been playing a lot better. And the Jazz have right now been playing 500 ball since the All-Star break. But I was wrong. Utah lost that game, and D.C. won it. I, I knew it. I just didn't do it. Friday, go to State versus Memphis. I called Memphis at home. I was wrong going to State. They're, they're fluctuating. If they get a chance to play in that bubble seed to play in the playing game, they'll be very dangerous. Go to Steve beat Memphis. I was wrong. Next, the Mavericks versus Portland. I thought that the Dallas Mavericks going to be doing very well and beat Portland, even though they're in Portland. Portland shorthanded, but Dame is showing why he is an MVP candidate as Portland beat down on the Mavericks. Saturday, Atlanta versus the Lakers. Atlanta versus the Lakers. Now listen, Lakers would have won that game if LeBron James didn't get hurt in that game. Okay, so that's pretty much what happened. And there's no DJ. Damian Jones is off of his 10-day contract. He was doing big things, getting the first dunk of the game all the time. Scoring at a high clip. He only missed one shot out of the 20 days he was with the Lakers. Damian Jones is doing good. Maybe they'll pick him up again later, but they're leaving those roster spots open as the trade deadline approaches very, very soon. Lakers lost that game to Atlanta, and LeBron James went down. We will talk about that in a moment, a little later. Later that night, Mavs versus the Clippers. Like I said, the Clippers are inconsistent. I thought the Mavs were going to beat the Clippers at home, but I was wrong. Clippers actually won big. And then Sunday, 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 the Lakers versus Phoenix. I called Phoenix winning that game no matter what if LeBron was healthy. And I was right. Phoenix beat the Lakers. And then New Orleans versus Denver. I figured New Orleans was going to do very well, and I was right. New Orleans beat Denver on the road. And then, D on then D.C. versus Brooklyn. I'm not no fool. I'm not going to fall for this game. I'm not going to follow for the banana in the tailpipe. I knew Brooklyn's going to be down on D.C. to actually edge them out, but I was still right. Brooklyn won that one. Monday, finally, Boston versus Memphis. I knew it. Boston is very inconsistent, just like the Clippers. But Boston's playing 500 ball in the East. That's not good. They're going to make some changes. We will talk about trade rumors in a minute. But I had Memphis winning that one. I was right. My record for last week was 7-8. and eight. I do not like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, 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 hey. Now, moving right along, when we talk about different things happening in the league, we have players, you know, as a trade deadline approaches on the 25th, which is in a couple of days, and people need to make movements. Um, who can they get? Who can they not get? Who's going where? 
they have rumors of players going all sorts of places. You even have a rumor that um, will send Rashawn home somewhere, Rashawn from the from the Kings. And you have the heats and discussions of who they may need to get. Um, I, I feel like the teams that are on the bubble, the teams that are on the bubble need to make a move. And let's talk about those teams on the bubble. In the East, in the East, the teams on the bubble are the New York Knicks, seventh, Boston, eighth, Chicago, ninth, and the Pacers, 10th. Now, the Raptors are a little bit on the outside looking in. I'm really going to think it's really going to be those three teams. Uh, it's not too hard pressed that the Washington Wizards can probably push up as the Heat did that. Heat were surging. Even though right now there's six of the last four, they went on a huge winning streak. They pushed themselves out the basement into the penthouse. They're in the top four team in the East. Let's go a little bit further up there because it seems like the 76ers are still up there. I guess like they extended it from a half game to a full game over the Nets. Milwaukee's right behind him at one and a half games, so people got to stop disrespecting Milwaukee and Giannis Antetokounmpo as Drew Holiday's finally starting to figure it out on that team. So, back to the bubble teams. I feel like New York is a, is a true contender. New York and the Bulls are true contenders for getting Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball's in a lot of different talk discussions of moving around. He's actually a restricted free agent coming up this year, so whoever, people are going to look to trade for him. Because New Orleans know they're not going to match anything that's coming back. So instead of losing him for nothing, because they're not willing, they already offered him $40 million, around $40 million for uh, for three years, which is close to what he's making now. It's just a slight bump. He wants more than that. He wants at least double that. He's going to look for 80. He's going to look for 80 for four, minimum. He's going to want a minimum of $20 million. So New Orleans is not going to match it. We already know that. They already paid for BI. And they have all these other roster spots they look in the film. They like Josh Hart a lot, and they feel like they can get someone else in that position. And they also want um, the ball in the hands of Zion to start creating more. And B.I. also is another creator of the team. So they want to move him. They also want to move Reddick. Being a restricted free agent next season, next offseason, it puts the team that keeps him as, a, as an advantage, but it also puts you at a disadvantage if you know you don't want to overpay for them. You have teams like... Um, not that the Kings are going to be in it, but you'll have teams that need a big guy. You'll have like the New York Knicks will be in that market. They will overpay. There are other organizations as well that will overpay and pay him more. Even though he's in for 80, he might end up with like 96 for four years easily in the open market. And people say, why? Because he's one of the best perimeter defenders. He's one of the best guard defenders in the league. People don't know that. Top 10. Look it up. Everywhere he goes, he makes the teams better. If he plays over 32 minutes a game, statistically, the teams have a better win share with him on the court. The players are all better because he shares the ball. And now he's finally hitting the three. And he's finishing a little bit better around the rim. People say is the emergence of LaMelo Ball, his younger brother. I say no. He's in a contract year. He's not injured as much. He's been playing and he's worked on a jump shot. If LaMelo didn't enter the league, he would have done just the same thing. So... Those teams in the bubble look out for them to make some moves, some actions happen, and most likely will happen in the East. Miami being the four seed, still want to make some moves as well. And Brooklyn's always in it, never know what's going to happen. As you will see, probably the Cavaliers who look like they're nowhere near contention. You might have some buyouts coming in the next couple of days. All right, so we'll see what happens with people like McGee and Andre Drummond, the big man. People need those big men in the West. In the West. On the bubble teams, it's San Antonio. Dallas, Golden State, and Memphis. Very interesting. The Pelicans on the outside looking in, which is why you're gonna see people like them and play to make moves. You see the Rockets looking to dump more people as they already dumped off, um, doggone it, what's that guy? PJ Tucker. So teams like that are gonna be selling and these teams in the bubble are gonna be buying. And there's teams like the Clippers who are very interested also in Bonzo Ball. Now he's not the only one being mentioned in trade rumors, but he could be a key piece in a championship contending team. So another thing I was thinking that maybe the Lakers could trade for him and get him back, how that happened. A lot of things have to go right. And we already know that the Pelicans are open to trade with the Lakers as, you know, ADs. We already have the relationship there. We already have that going. So Schroeder right now is asking for a max contract. Lakers already offered him um, an extension. He declined it. And the extension was pretty good, but it wasn't max. And he's already made it clear he wants to stay for the long haul. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Different from Lonzo, because people can offer a crazy offer sheet. Now, the Lakers have uh, Schroeder's bird rights, so they can actually afford to let him go to free agency 
and just offer him a better deal and he wanted maybe to take a little pay cut to stay home. But restricted free agency works a little bit differently. So a team's going to really want to trade for Lonzo so they can go ahead and, and be able to, in a position of power to match whatever comes their way and retain him. As New Orleans, like I said before, is looking to do. Now, bringing up Lonzo again with Schroeder. As I watch Schroeder play, he's a great player, excellent player. He's actually was close to winning six man last year. But as a starter, he's inconsistent. He's a decent player, but he has no jump shot. Sounds familiar? The difference between him and Lonzo is because they're both good perimeter defenders. and But the difference is he's a slasher. So he can get his own bucket, but he can't shoot very well. And he doesn't create well for other players. So he's a decent addition. As you saw, the Lakers started winning again with him on the court because what he helps LeBron do is rest. He can orchestrate the offense. He can he can get his own bucket. But so can Taylor Horton Tucker. And <laughs> he's only 20. So is Schroeder really worth the max money? Now, the money that they're offering Schroeder, Lonzo Ball will happily take. Why? He's come off his rookie contract. He would take that 20 million right away. Right away. So with the money that Lonzo's making right now, he's offered, he's making like over 8 million this year. And the exceptions that the Lakers have, they can actually trade them straight up with a draft pick. They can do Schroeder and Lonzo Ball straight up with a draft pick. They may be able to throw in another player with like McKinney just for to make the numbers match up. So you throw in McKinney and you throw in Schroeder. When people go, oh, don't do that. I'm like, Lonzo fits the Lakers better now than he did two seasons ago. He had a broken shot, wasn't finishing around the rim, and he used to sag off in the corner not do anything. Now, Lonzo will have a more firm role and LeBron is more willing to relinquish the offense to the point guard as you've seen him do last season with Rondo. Now this season with Schroeder, he's getting older. And now he's coming off injury. You're going to need Lonzo more and more and more. And with a person like Lonzo, you're going to need someone who's a, a vertical threat. So you probably, if they could get McGee in the buyout market, that would work perfectly because he worked played with Lonzo before, Lonzo's rookie year. If not, I say sign uh, DJ for a little bit longer. Sign up for a one-year contract. That's Damian Jones, who's been playing there for the last month or so. I say do it. I say just trade Schroeder and let him fall off the books with um, with New Orleans and give them McKinney who they can use him for depth and they can also have that money fall off the books and have to worry about Schroeder and have the bird rights to Schroeder to actually sign up. So we'll see what happens there. Never know. Never know what's going to happen in the NBA. Let's talk more um, about these other bubble teams. Let's talk more about the NBA rumors. What's happening was looking to be happening in the league. You keep seeing talks about um, players like Marcus Smart moving from Boston. Like I spoke of before, they need to move away from him. Um, they need to acquire another player. I know Kimba's been a disappointment, but who could they possibly get? That's the question. What can they get for him? They need a big man. They need to make moves. I think they need to be into the uh, drum and sweepstakes big time. They need to be sellers, and Marcus Smart's not enough to do that. He, he doesn't have much of a cap hit. They need to just move three players and picks to get Drummond. They really need to make that happen because I seriously doubt Drummond's going to get bought out. But if he gets bought out, then he can go anywhere. And then if, if he goes to a team like the Nets, man, it's all bad. It's all bad. Okay, so you have other teams in the market as well for players. Um, you have even the Heat, and they're finally talking about possibly moving Hero. Um, John Collins also from Atlanta is on the block, which I don't understand, but for some reason him and Trey Young don't get along. But to me, Trey Young's not a true point guard. That's neither here nor there. I think LaMelo Ball, who tragically broke his wrist down for the season, I think he still should win Rookie of the Year because of the fact he's played 57% of the games. He's by far the best rookie. I know the other guys, um, uh, 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 Halliburton and a Anthony Edwards, are, especially Edwards, putting up 40 burgers, but I don't think they've done enough so far. And I think he's already stated his claim to getting it so i still feel like you should get that moving right along about the trade rumors once again the clippers just moved up some state just traded away um an african player i can't remember his name is like Cameron gale or gala whatever they moved him up to the kings and really to drop off some open up a cap space and a roster spot for someone else to so look forward for them to try to make a move at least and we all know they're trying to get a point guard which is um let, let me touch on that for one quick moment they're trying to get a point guard, but they traded away SGA just to get Paul Pierce. <laughs> they should have negotiated that better because now 
you don't have SGA, who'd have been perfect right now, and you got Paul Pierce, but you don't have a point guard that you like. What happened to uh, Reggie Jackson to work out, huh? Reggie Jackson, Kennard not working out? No? Okay. Yeah, well, Clippers going to clip. I ain't going to say shit. Anyways, when it comes down to the MVP discussions, when it comes down to the MVP discussions, I believe, um, in my opinion, I believe the people that are being slept on, and you're not going to believe me when I say this, but the first person is Dane, but the person you're not going to believe that I'm saying this is James Harden. James Harden, Mr. Dribble, Dribble, Dribble himself, is playing the best basketball and having more effect on the win shares than any other player in basketball right now. When Kyrie's out, he still wins. When KD's out with Kyrie, they win even more. It, it, the time they they lost, he's the one time he missed the game, they lost. Now, that was only one game, but still, they lost. James Harden is creating for the team. Before James Harden joined the team, they were like a 500 squad with KD and uh, Kyrie. What does that tell you? They have all these ISO players. And even though James Harden is somewhat of an ISO player, he gets everyone else involved, not just the, the key players. He, when the ball's in his hands, people are looking to get it. Kyrie doesn't create for anyone. KD, not so much. But you have someone like Harden, he's a table setter, similar to that of LeBron. The way LeBron plays right now is very ISO, 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 dribble, 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 then he tries to set someone up. So we can get their critique to Harden, then the LeBron sexual's gotta do the same thing. So LeBron, anyone who's gonna appreciate Harden's game right now as he played with the Nets, not the same as he was in Houston. It's similar, but not the same. That he's truly looking to, to just commit and just convert high assist, low points. Harden to me right now, it should be the number one candidate for MVP, but he won't because it's going to let you know that this league is all about the narrative. It's all about the story. Because you know why? Who's giving the awards? The media. It's the media. Because if that's the case, LeBron should have more MVPs, Kobe, Shaq, even Jordan should have had more. But they don't because it's like, ah, oh, that's an old story. That was last year's story. That's, we've seen that story already. So you haven't had a player, a marquee player, change teams, especially the way that James Harden changed teams. They're not going to award him for doing that because then they, you know, it's gonna, they don't want to set the precedent, set the the trend for that to happen. That's not a good story, so he won't become MVP for that reason. Then who else is it? Another person I think not getting enough credit is Dame. No other, no other All Star out there. Everybody's hurt. Nurkic and Collins and 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 even CJ this year. And they're still a top team in the league. One of the top teams in the league, and Dame's out here, and one of the most clutch players in the league. No one's talking about Dame. They used to talk about Embiid. Well, your team's winning without you, buddy. You're great. Your numbers are great. Just like Jokic, your numbers are great. But Jokic, your team's not winning enough with you. And we got off Luka bandwagon after the first month of the season. So who's really left? Who's the best story? LeBron James. LeBron James is going to win it simply because of the story, what he's doing at his age and the records he's breaking and the numbers he's putting up is comparable to those in the runnings with him. So you have a 36-year-old man who's had numbers close to yours. High assists, high shooting field goal percentage, and he's playing defense. One of the top-rated defenses in the league, number one for majority of the time. And a lot of that has to do with LeBron. His shot blocks and steals, deflections. It's 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 remarkable. And right now, as the Lakers are their schedule's getting pretty tough. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. The schedule coming up for the Lakers tonight against the Pelicans. And then on the 25th against the Sixers, 26th against the Cavs, they could probably win that one. And, but they're playing the Magic right after that. They might lose that one. And the Cavs, they might lose because it's a back-to-back -back against the Sixers. And then after that, they play the Bucks. And then the Kings are actually pretty good. Aaron Fox love playing against the Lakers. And then they have a huge skid after that. They play on Passover Sunday, the Clippers. Right after that, later that week, they play the Heat. And then right after that, that's next Saturday to play the Nets. The Lakers may only win two of those games. Now, I'm thinking that maybe LeBron may be back. And all those games before, LeBron will be playing. Maybe LeBron will come back and try to play the Clippers on Passover Sunday. But don't quote me on that. But all it's going to show you is how valuable he really is to that team. The Lakers without LeBron James is a lottery team. The Lakers with AD and without LeBron are like an eighth, ninth seed. The Lakers with A.D., LeBron, and Schroeder are the best team in the league. 
Yes. Truth. Look it up. When all three of those guys are healthy, Lakers are the best team in the league. The most overall efficient team in the league. Best defense, top three offense. Mm. So with that alone, with them now with LeBron being out, it's actually going to stake his claim as the MVP. It did the reverse for Embiid. You can quote me on that. All right. So with all that said, you almost got rid of me, but you couldn't get rid of me. We still have to go over my top picks. Let me leave you with the top picks coming up for next week, week 15. Tonight, Atlanta versus the Clippers. I got the Clippers beating Atlanta. Next, Indianapolis versus Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee beating Indianapolis. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Phoenix versus Miami. I have Miami beating Phoenix. Then Philly versus Golden State. I got Philly on the road beating Golden State. I might be wrong. We'll see. Brooklyn versus Portland. Another stretch. I got Portland winning at home over Brooklyn. Thursday, Philly versus the Lakers. I got Philly winning that game. Obviously, no LeBron. Next, Portland versus Miami. I got Miami winning at home. Miami surging. Friday, Indianapolis versus Dallas. I got Indianapolis losing again on the road against Dallas. Later that day, Atlanta versus Golden State. Atlanta's going to lose again against Golden State. Golden State winning at home. And then Saturday, back it up real quick. Got to give props to the coach over down there in Atlanta. Give that man some props. He needs to go ahead and run that team. Get that team to McMillan, please. McMillan, need another brother coach. He's on a huge winning streak. They went from the cellar back into playoff contention. Moving right along. Saturday, Philly versus the Clippers. I got Philly beating the Clippers at home, but you never know. It's a toss-up because it's the Clippers. And that's my boy, A. Cobbs. A. Cobbs, that's both of your teams, Philly and the Clippers. I wonder how you're going to call that one. We'll talk about it later. All right, later. Dallas versus New Orleans. I got New Orleans winning at home. Next, Sunday, Atlanta versus Denver. I got Denver winning that game too. Atlanta, you're going to have a tough strike out here on your road trip. Monday, Milwaukee versus the Clippers. I got Milwaukee beating the Clippers in L.A. And then finally, Miami versus the New York Knicks. I actually have the Knicks winning that game well that's it this week guys we're going to take another short break this is the time is now we do not own the rights to this music I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tango, skipped the life and dango, a zircon princess, seemed to lost her senses, down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell her stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so did it, she had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. 
My brother's doing bad, stole my mother's TV Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight The bill collectors, they ring my phone And scare my wife when I'm not home Got a bum education, double digit inflation Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station Neon King Kong, standing on my back Can't stop to turn around, broke my sacroiliac A mid-range migraine, cancer membrane Sometimes I think I'm born insane, I swear I might hijack a plane Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under Cause only God knows what you'll go through You'll grow in the ghetto living second rate And your eyes will sing a song of deep hate The places you play and where you stay Looks like one great big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps, and pushers in the big money makers Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s And you wanna grow up to be just like them <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers Pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers You say I'm cool, I'm no fool But then you wind up dropping out of high school Now you're unemployed, all non-void Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd Turned stick up kid, but look what you done did Got sent up for an eight year bid Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag Spend the next two years as an undercover fag Being used and abused to serve like hell To one day you was found hung dead in the cell It was plain to see that your life was lost You was cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. Yo, that sound like cowboy, man had the nerve to tell black people how they could be better allies to Asian people during their time of need right now. 
But wait. <laughs> Let's go. We gotta. So you're telling me a white man goes around murdering people and somehow black people needing to do better is somehow still interjected into the narrative. <laughs> the model minority might not like this one. This past week, six Asian women were tragically murdered by a shooter who claimed he needed to eliminate them because he was a sex addict and they were his temptation. It's not clear if the women were sex workers. Stop shaming sex workers. But even if they were white man, you just can't run around killing people based on your wants and needs at the time. Your sister class really got y'all up, don't it? News coverage of the topic is linking the murders to a year of increased violence against Asian Americans due to ignorant people's perceptions on Asian Americans' influence on the spread of coronavirus. Well, it came from them! Asian Americans. They in the same boat as you, Jim Bob. But this particular incident is just a public iteration of the violence Asian American women are already susceptible to as groups of people who, according to white men, and black men too, girl, exist solely to submissively gratify exotic sexual desires. Sound a lot like black women to me. Sound a lot like black trans women to me. But Asian Americans in general are either microaggressively sexualized or asexualized. Regarded as passive or meek, or either praised for their intelligence or spoken to as if they're stupid if their English isn't clear enough. And with all these microaggressions and fetishizations and oversexualization and mistreatment and murder, I couldn't help but see so many parallels. And it got me to thinking, why are we not doing this together? Sounds to me like we need a rainbow coalition. A rainbow coalition is a group of people of different races with different ideologies coming together to fight the same enemy. Rich white supremacy. The very first rainbow coalition was organized by Fred Hampton of the Chicago Black Panthers when he pulled together a local black gang, the Latinos and the poor white folk. However, this ever so strategic model minority myth has been instrumental in dividing the possibility of Asian and black American unity. The myth came into play when the civil rights movement started to gain some traction. The government used it to undermine claims about inequality amongst non-whites by saying, Asians have experienced racism and they're doing great. <laughs> Why can't you? They work hard. They get good grades. They are naturally law-abiding people. So they're a model minority because they don't make a fuss when you circumscribe their civil liberties. Hmm, okay. And y'all bought it. Came right on over here and scooped up anti-blackness like it was a travel guide. Unpopular opinion alert. Which is interesting because we've been riding with y'all since y'all got here. Frederick Douglass made the time to publicly speak against the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1882 when lynching was ravaging and taking thousands of lives in the South. We worked hand in hand to repeal the Emergency Detention Act after Japanese Americans were sent to detention camps. Hell, the phrase Asian American was inspired by the work y'all did with us during the Black Power Movement. Oh, but when this myth came about, y'all dropped us like a bad habit. Not all y'all, but it's a lot. And black versus Asian relations came to a head when a number of Asian American owned businesses were destroyed in Los Angeles during the Rodney King riots in 1992. Coming right off the heels of the 1991 murder of Latasha Harlan, a 15-year-old girl who was shot in the head by a Korean store owner who thought she was trying to steal some orange juice. The money to pay for the orange juice was found clutching the baby girl's hand as she lay bleeding out. And see, that's why it hurts. I'm gonna need some more tea. That's why it hurts to see you assault and abuse black customers and black hair care stores profiting off our little existence. That's why it hurts when black entrepreneurs can't get into the black hair care business because catalogs are intentionally printed in language forms we don't understand. And when your suppliers continue to make cheaper versions of the products that we design and undercut black people economically. That's why it hurts a lot to see an Asian American officer stand by silently and dutifully while George Floyd was being murdered. It hurts because the model minority myth has convinced you two that we are criminals and we deserve to be treated that way. So we stand with you because we understand your plight. We'd appreciate if more of you would take a stand with us. Also, NBC, stop making white supremacy a black people problem. That was a little excerpt, a little clip from Lynn Easy. You follow her on social media. Very intelligent woman. This is Women's History Month and how more apropos. But you know, I got to put my two cents in it as well as this topic has come up. Um, all through social media over the last week or so since this all occurred down in Georgia. And then easy, she broke it down in ways I like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to have to put this on because she just hit everything from all the way back in the day from even talking about what happened out here in LA when that young girl got killed by the Korean shop owner and then they let her out on bail. And guess what? She skipped the country. They don't tell you about that. They let her get away with it. You know, and it's just... People were getting upset with me when I was saying things where I was like, okay, I understand, you know, that their lives also matter as well. And I understand that we must stop all the Asian hate and Asian killings, but not to denounce what we've been fighting for all this time. See, when we say Black Lives Matter, we're saying they matter as well because we're the ones being killed at a disproportionate rate. And where I currently live out here in 
um, Southern California. I'm surrounded by the Asian community, and they're the main ones out here supporting Trump. The ones who are calling them these derogatory things and the China flu and things like that, um, where they come into this country and they treat us as second-class citizens as well. And the things that she was um, uttering in that in, in that excerpt was spot on to me. And people thought that I was like being insensitive. I said, no, 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 no. I'm saying let's keep the same energy for us. And I didn't see the same energy from that community for us. Now, I know you can generalize, but I'm just seeing from what I can see from my vantage point. Unless they were dating us or something of that magnitude, it, I, I didn't see that group of people standing up for us. If anything, um, especially when I was voting out here, they were um, big time anti the movement. And I was always shocked. I'm like, do you guys understand? We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Because every time there's some sort of shooting and things of that nature is going on. And it's uh, a hate crime. The hate crimes are always committed by the same people. Pay attention. We're all in this together. And she brought it up, the Rainbow Coalition. They don't want to hear about that. Anybody who's going to try to wake up the, the 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 masses and the masses is every color that's not of white supremacy and the thing is is it's not like it's just um white people are excluded no in the rainbow coalition there were also white people it's more of a class thing it was the the white people who were in the same position of those of color in this country and they're rising up together to fight the true evil and they look just like them and this thing still exists, this, this whole racism thing, even when um, you see this man, this young man was Robert Aaron Long, was apprehended, no casualty. When you see people of color get killed without a gun, this man had several and brought him in with no casualty. Not saying they should have killed him, I'm just saying we want the same treatment. And then when the police, when the captain's being interviewed, Captain Jay Baker, you know, you know what? You hear what Jay Baker had to say about this. You listen to this. ...was perhaps upset at these locations for allowing him to have an outlet for his addiction. Can you elaborate on that? <clears throat> yeah, let me go into a little bit of detail. So the suspect did uh, take responsibility for the shootings. Um, he uh, said that early on once we began the interviews with him. Um, he claims that these, and as the chief said, we know this is still early, but he does claim that it was not racially motivated. He apparently has an issue, uh, what he considers a, a, a sex fiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to to um, to go to these places, and and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. Um, like I said, it's still early on, but those those were comments that he made. Did he discuss any kind of religious uh, motivation for this, or was he responsible? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Or political. Non-political. I've heard nothing about politics. And he censored his social media history. Is that something you've been able to look at? That's something that investigators, I mean, they've been working on all along, and that's certainly one of the things they'll be doing. Sheriff, did you have a sense that he understood what he, the gravity of what he did? Um, when I, when we, I spoke with investigators, they interviewed him this morning, and I, uh, they got that impression that, yes, he, he understood um, the gravity of it, and he was pretty much fed up and then kind of at the end of his rope and um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. Remorseful? Uh, I'm not going to go to, I don't know if he was remorseful or not. He's a pretty young guy. Was he a student? Does he live with his parents? He's 21 years of age. Uh, it's my understanding he does not live with his parents. I don't know who he was living with at the time of this incident. Uh, I'm not aware of that either. That's some of the things. That's right. He had a bad day. Oh, oh, little Robbie. Little Robbie had a bad day today, guys. You know, he had a bad day. He just couldn't take it anymore. She just went and started killing a bunch of Asian people. Mostly Korean. Two of the people were actually white. That's what happens when you have semi-automatics. You just spray and just hit anything. Hmm. He had a bad day. Reminds me of my son. I mean, I understand, you know, just, just not too long ago, I was over there selling those shirts saying that they came with the China flu as well. Didn't you, Captain? 
and I feel like they actually he said I want to go into detail about this how do you get so much detail and have it memorized so well a little too convenient to say that this was more about sexuality and and him trying to cleanse himself and they try to normalize the evil to normalize the hate this man was killing people because they were Asian flat out had nothing to do with sexuality not every massage parlor is a is a is a is a has a happy ending so stop it it's not about sexuality he went to the places where he knew there was populated Asian people and he can easily kill them off and now he's being coerced or, or being led so that way he doesn't come off as a, a as a hate crime and the penalties are much harsher and it's this level of hatred and ignorance and racism and bigotry and and and, and uh, white supremacy that we have to stomp out it's not just in this country we'll talk about we never talked about the Meghan Markle situation but it, we all know the story by now but that's where these people come from and what you have to understand is like I told you before is that having this level of hate and having this level of racism is a way of separating the masses and before there was black people incorporated, you did the same thing with the Scottish and the Irish. You separated everyone, put them in different sections and made them hate each other while you reign supreme. So capitalism is, is a form of a, of a monarchy where, at least in capitalism, you could have a chance to being at the top of a castle, of your own castle, if you will, where in a monarchy, you're just born into it and it is what it is. Similar to when you get to a certain level in capitalism where you develop a certain level of wealth, you just inherit it. But all trees from the same dirty branch. And no, I'm not preaching socialism with all the other stuff like that. Not that it's so bad, but if you read up on it, but it, that's not what I'm preaching. I'm really just talking about this level of hate that we have. Why don't we have detention places just for these people? And I'm talking about people like Captain Jay Baker, who's in a position of power in our law enforcement, but he obviously has the same mindset as that killer. People like him are killing unarmed black people. People like him are normalizing people who, who look like him to kill other people and they're not called terrorists. They're not called for what they are. They're saying they just had a bad day. Hmm. A bad day. How do people like Robert Aaron Long even acquire those type of firearms? Our gun laws. What's up with our bullet control? Like Chris Rock said, if every bullet costs $5,000, you'd be very careful who you shot. This, this type of hatred cannot be tolerated this nation this world must seek these people out because I believe that by nature we're all good people by nature we're all loving people that you are taught hate and those who are teaching hate need to be sought out turned in by their children if they have to by their family and being detained and then try to be rehabilitated and if they cannot be then executed because we can no longer go on in this world with this level of hate the biggest pandemic in this world is racism the cancer to this world what's killing this world is greed and racism is a large component in greed because it's only designed to separate the many so that the few can profit off their pain pay attention understand what's going on and maybe maybe this world could be a better place for our children until next time.
Mm-hmm. Well, that's it this week. And I appreciate you guys for hanging with me and rocking with me and staying dedicated to the show. Continue to see us grow. Big things coming in season three as we approach end of season two coming up really soon. So I thank all of my listeners. Continue to support. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and despise things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-28 Remember to spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.